what's going on guys but fuck it this is where we're starting this is how it's happening welcome to talk that good shit i'm your host dj with me is dan and chris again and today we're going to talk about hell in a cell 2021 because that's what's happening see this is quality content this is why we're monetized <laughs> i was i was gonna say there's about a thousand of uh, a thousand of you out there that listen to this every single week and uh, all i've got to say is i'm really fucking sorry <laughs> No, I'm unapologetic. If you're listening to this, you know what you're getting into, and it's your fault for listening. I, can't I, mean, argue if, I mean, if they if they don't know by now, I mean, I mean, like, no joke. Thanks for listening, but I'm I'm still sorry. <laughs> Send your invoices uh, for therapy too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Helena Cell. Honestly, this one crept up on me. Uh, I think the only reason I remembered it is because Dan, you mentioned it. Literally yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh shit, that's right. There's another pay-per-view. I mean, we just had NXT, so I let it go because we had NXT. That is true. I think I just forgot about it because I'm like, oh, whatever. It's happening. It's also a forgettable pay-per-view because, like, A, I think the WWE forgot about the pay-per-view themselves. And Hence the match B, card being so short. Exactly. And B, and more importantly, while... Look at the match card and look who's in the matches. It's kind of obvious who's going to win. It's kind of like a throwaway. This is a wash, rinse, repeat, but no brawn. That's, that's just sad. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. And if it has Braun Strowman, take him out. I mean, can we oh, say that for Big E as well? Yeah. Technically, yes. Poor Alistair Black. Well, Big E's having a great singles run and he's just starting off this uh, hot new uh, angle with the returning Alistair. Never mind. And it's gone. And the Intercontinental title is probably not going to be on the show now. Apparently, it's Cruz and KO now. Like, probably Cruz and Kevin Owens. So, sure, I guess. That's a thing. Kevin Owens is still there. I mean, I'm also a bit like, um, I don't know if anyone else has seen, but in SmackDown, they're doing a, I wouldn't say it's a big match, but there's a match that definitely could have been on pay-per-view because they're doing Corbin versus Nakamura for the crown. That's actually going to be a good match. I think so. Well, regardless, my point is, like, that's, that's going to be on SmackDown this coming week, as in, like, two days from now. Instead of yeah. pay-per-view, four days from now. They're going to give it away for free. Fucked, finished, get put on Hell in a Cell. Oh, yep. God, please don't. Someone gets disqualified. Oh, no. I will say, there is one match that's not listed here that should be listed here, and I'm surprised it's not listed here, which is indeed Seth Rollins and Cesaro. Yeah. That'll be a late announcement. I mean... Like, it'll be the pre-show. <laughs> they got, they're actually going to bring back uh, Sunday Night Heat. Uh, please no. Halftime Heat for SummerSlam? Yeah, that's it. But they're going to bring it back. For, that's the one. The Hell in a Cell halftime show, and it's going to be Cesaro and uh, Seth. Seth Rollins. But it's, all it's going to be is Seth getting spun around 45 times. We're going to call 45 here, are we? Colon 45. That's how many swings. Isn't that the whole, isn't that now the, the gimmick of their feud is like, he's not going to spin me ever again. And then he did, then he does. I think. Probably. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I, I have not been paying attention to their feud at all. Although they had the dumbest segment and I absolutely loved it this past week. Bailey's it- got her talk show and Seth Rollins is on it and they're talking and Seth replays what happened to Cesaro, and they're laughing, and the doorbell rings because Bailey's got like a makeshift door in the ring. It's hilarious. 
Seth's like, oh, it's okay, Bailey, you've worked so hard. I'll go get it. And it's the cheesiest thing you could think of because Seth goes up to the door and he opens the door and there's Cesaro on the other side. And it's like, how did you not see him coming? There's no walls to this place. What? Oh, geez, okay. So here we are, just started the podcast. All of a sudden, a referee from Chikara passes away. Oh, that's sad. That, that's actually wait, sad, though. That yeah. Really? Yeah. Huh. Jonathan Barber. That actually sucks. Fuck. All right. Thanks, Twitter, for just pushing that to my desktop and really just kind of soured that one. Hmm. All right. Well, may as well go into the match card that we have in front of us first. Sorry, I went I to Mourn getting... to grab something to eat. <laughs> what was that? I went to Mourn by going to grab something to eat. Um. Because it's such a short match, match card, I feel like we're going to get through this quick. So I think afterwards is when we'll do the conversation what we think is going to be added to it. Um, I mean, we I already got Seth and Cesaro. I think that's um, a bit easier because it's like I listed a bunch of things earlier that could happen. Probably won't happen, but could happen. So, so in my professional opinion, we'll start with the match that isn't for a title because the rest of them are. I'm going to say the main event. Alexa Bliss versus Shayna Baszler. So how long has it been since Alexa Bliss has actually had a legitimate match? When did she fight Randy Orton? I said legitimate. Okay, she tried to she drop a lighting Oscar. rig on him. Oh, yeah, okay. When did she last fight Oscar then? It's like before the Rumble, I think. Well, I mean, technically she was in the Rumble, but I mean... She was there for all of a minute before Rhea Ripley dumped her out. That doesn't count. But the day, like six days before that on Raw, she fought Oscar for the title on Randy Orton RKO'd her. So well, I, her last her last legit match was it was after the rumble against Nikki against Nikki Cross. I forgot about that. There you go. Oh, that's right. They were doing that whole thing, wasn't it? You're not yourself. No, I'm Satan, motherfucker. I am the fucking devil. I'm pretty sure she's already eaten Bray Wyatt's soul, and that's why he's not there anymore. He just fucking she she devoured Bray Wyatt's soul. Uh so yeah, this whole build has been what. I'm obsessed with you, sort of like creepo, but Satan. It's hard to say, right? So Shayna and Nia lost the titles at WrestleMania. They got, no, no, they retained him. They've lost him to uh, Natalia and Tamina. Was it WrestleMania Backlash? <laughs> it, it was somewhere like that, around Backlash. Somewhere around that time. Story. It doesn't really matter when, but the, they lost the titles. So they got the rematch on Raw and for some reason, Pyro went off. And it distracted Shayna, and then she got rolled up, and she got beaten. Then there was, like, a six-person tag where Shayna was beating the hell out of, I want to say it was Mandy Rose. It may have been Oscar. I don't remember. Uh, but Alexa Bliss appeared on stage, and everyone was really confused about what was going on. And then suddenly when Shayna went to go for the win, it's like her legs gave out on her. And then when she gave, regained control, Oscar hit the Shining Wizard and won. Uh, and then there was also the time when, like, they had another rematch, and again, more fire and more supernatural stuff. So Shayna Baszler kind of had enough of it, and she went up to Alexa Bliss and basically insulted her and insulted the doll Lily. And then she told Alexa to leave her alone. So Alexa said, "Hey, come to the playground next week. We'll talk it out. You know, whatever." So Shayna turned up and then told Alexa again to leave her alone. Alexa said she needed to apologize to Lily, not Alexa. So Shayna got Lily and apologized that it's a stupid doll, threw it on the floor and stomped on it. And then Alexa Bliss tried to kill Shayna Baszler. And now we're here. So what you're telling me is 
this is going to go in a direction of either we're going to end up burying Alexa Bliss's new character by having her lose, or we're going to have another typical Alexa Bliss wins with some funky shenanigans. See, if this wasn't a hell in a cell, I was going to turn around and be like, you remember Seth Rollins and Bray Wyatt in that great classic cell a couple of years ago? It's going to be another one of those. But instead, it's just a singles match, so it's going to be more like a... Ray so Shane can Randy get disqualified Orton. for actual attempted murder this time. They don't care if people attempt murder. Oh, she'll attempt murder, and then Alexa Bliss will just get up anyway, because that's what happens with the Fiend-style character. Just, no. <laughs> uh, I don't know where, how I feel about this. Honestly, I'm not even excited about this match because I didn't even realize it was on the card until I looked at the card. The, the only reason I'm paying it is because, well, it's different. I'm willing to hear it out. I don't think it'll be good. I assume either, as you said, Alexa's character is going to get exposed by going a long time with Shayna, or she's just going to straight up destroy Shayna, and then that's going to suck for Shayna. She's going to have to almost disappear for a little bit and then rebuild herself back up again. Alternatively, uh, the Fiend's going to get... Uh, Fiend's going to get revenge. Going to get revenge and cost her the match. But, I mean... I wouldn't put it past them. It's the it's the final Thunderdome era show, like final Thunderdome pay per view show. That is true. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't I'm know. picking Alexa. I think the safe bet is Alexa Bliss. Yeah, here. I'm, I'm I'm with you there. I think it's Alexa's the safe bet. I mean, character wise, she's had the more. I had the most work put into the character that she's got now, yeah. and to have her lose would almost be like setting that character back. Where I feel like if Shayna loses, she's not like back to square one again. I'll also mention that, like, for over a year, Nia and Shayna have been doing this whole thing where it's like they were both number one contenders and they were meant to get the title shot. And then Sasha Banks got it first. So they took the tag titles off them, but they were constantly wanted their raw title match. Like, it's just another reason to delay Shayna from going for that title because now it's Rhea and Charlotte and Nikki Cross is in there somewhere. Like, it's all screwed up. So it's just like they can keep delaying Shayna and keep coming back to, well, she was the number one contender way back when, when's she going to get title match? Yeah, that's exactly it. So I'm, I'm putting my money on Alexa for this match. I, I would say Alexa. I'm just waiting for Chris to be like, nah, screw both of you. I'm going to go uh, Shayna. <laughs> no, screw the both of you. I'm picking Stephanie. Oof. I mean, Stephanie did invent women. That is true. The, the one thing that I have is just with this, not really with the whole feud, but just the internet in general. The oh, internet yeah. has... Shut the fuck up. You're part of this. The internet has one of two fucking ways about this. You, they either absolutely adore Alexa Bliss's character and Bray Wyatt's character and everything to do with it. It is one of the greatest characters in the history of fucking wrestling. Yada, 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 yada. Or the character is absolutely fucking shit. Why the fuck will we have this sort of shit on television let's just gloss over the fact that the undertaker was around for three fucking decades blah 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 just it's either the best or the worst and there can't there is no in between ground this is on the internet not between us three because we already obviously fucking know better but on the internet this is all the smarks have so i'm picking that this match is going to have absolutely no wrestling prowess whatsoever Meltzer is probably going to rate it negative two at or best. Or he won't even rate it. If, there's a, if it's a cinematic, he won't rate it. But if it's not a cinematic, it'll be in the negatives, much like the Miz's match was fucking last month. I expect shenanigans. I expect the doll. I expect blood. Like, 
Shayna Baszler coughing up blood sort of shit. Um, and I expect pure, unadulterated, C-level, uh, sorry, C-level movie horror graphics uh, around the fucking screens and, and, and whatnot. And I'm going to absolutely fucking love it. Alexa's winning. There we go. There's a resounding Alexa Bliss wins. I'll also bring up that the next thing after this is Money in the Bank. So regardless if it's Charlotte or Rhea, they're going to need a new opponent. But let's just assume, for instance, it's Nia Jax. Cool. That still leaves Money in the Bank open. It's an easy way to get Alexa Bliss on the show. It's a ladder match. She can afford the loss. She doesn't need the briefcase. Fills her body in. Gets the character on TV. So I still think Alexa wins. She'll go on Money in the Bank. Lose that. Who cares? I yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Second match on the card, and I'm not doing this in any order of where I think it's going to fall because there's only five matches. So we're just going to go straight to the uh, Universal Championship. Roman Reigns versus Rey Mysterio. Okay, my okay, opinion. Hold on. hold on. Let me sell you on this match so you can make your decision in an educated way. Oh, I think I'm already well enough educated. No, 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 no. Hold this on, matter. Hold on. hold on. You may not be aware of what's going on. This could throw the decision up for, up for debate. So, Roman Reigns is the Universal Champion and he's winning. Yes. Oh, that's it. That's your point? <laughs> well, clearly, we were educated in the same place. So, okay, I'll, I'll bring up the actual story, all right? So, Roman's obviously got stuff going on with the Usos. Jimmy's defying him. Ego's clashing, whatever. Jay's caught in the middle. Uh, Jimmy's trying to convince Jay to go for the tag titles because Usos, thumbs up. They fight the Mysterios. Dominic wins, but Jimmy very clearly gets his shoulder off the mat. So Roman blames them. They go to Adam Pearce. They get a rematch. They fight the Mysterios again. Ray looks like he's moments away from winning, and Roman comes out of nowhere and beats the hell out of Ray Mysterio. Dominic tries to make a save. Roman murders Dominic. And then he blames the Usos for what happened because they were going to lose, and he doesn't want to embarrass the family. Ray then comes out the next week, and he... Basically, uh, Ray, well, there you go. That we just got a video linked in for what ends up happening at the end of the show. But Ray comes out and says that Roman talks about family, but he doesn't care about his family. Ray does, blah, 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 Dominic and whatever. And he challenges Roman to a fight. Roman laughs at him and says, Ray won't ever beat him. So Ray says, you're right. So let's do this fight in a way that would be even ground for me. Let's do a hell in a cell. Don't know why that you seems keep even for you, Ray. That seems yeah. easy, even for you, Ray. Now you're locked in the fucking hell in a cell with Roman. Yeah, I was like, you could have just picked an ODQ, Ray. It would have just worked the exact same, but whatever, you want to die. Cool. So Ray then finds a kendo stick. He beats the hell out of Roman. Usos get involved. Everything goes crazy. Roman gets the advantage. Dominic tries to make save. And then as per the video that's just been linked, Roman Reigns, com uh, Roman Reigns performs literal cold-blooded murder on Dominic. And that's where we're at. So Roman's winning. Yeah, like Roman's winning. This is this is one of those things where because it is Hell in a Cell, there are no disqualifications. Ray's not <laughs> getting that. the win. Ray's not getting the win at all. It really feels like they're just in a holding pattern at the moment with Roman. Because it's like they want him to fight these big stars, but they don't want to do it without a crowd. So like when he fought Brian and Edge, it was with a crowd. When he fought uh, Jay Uso, that was when it was a storytelling because they were establishing the character. But... In between these big matches, like Kevin Owens, Cesaro, now Rey Mysterio, it's like he's just fighting guys for the sake of fighting them. And I brought this, I, it wasn't a complaint, but it was an issue I brought up 
a couple days ago where I said, there's only a couple of guys who are going to be believable that they will beat Roman Reigns. For instance, The Fiend could do it. Drew McIntyre could do it. The Rock could do it. But because they're so high echelon, it's that really up the top of the card. Anyone else who fights Roman, it doesn't matter. Roman's winning. I cannot be sold that Roman is going to lose because he's so high on the pedestal. I don't really think that Roman is so high on the pedestal. I legitimately have it where the only person I can see beating Roman for that title is The Rock. And even then, I don't think that he's at that point that he can win. I don't think that's what's going to happen. I actually, there was a comment made a couple of days ago, and it's I half side with it. And it was, with the crowds coming back at Money in the Bank, they're going to throw Roman and everyone a bone. Hey, you guys did great work in the Thunderdome era. So it's Roman, Jimmy, and Jay. Triple threat between the three of them. And then after that, we're instantly going to go too because SummerSlam's the next show. It'll be the first mega show with fans back. They're going to want to go all out. Why not do Roman and Rock straight away? Get it out of the way. And then Roman obviously murders Rock at SummerSlam. All the murder. And this was my issue back at Mania was Roman Reigns is so powerful and Roman Reigns is so high on the pedestal that because it's not believable anyone is going to beat him, matches aren't interesting. Roman is a great character, and he's a great wrestler, and he'll have a fantastic match with Rey Mysterio. But the result isn't in doubt here. It was the same thing with Cesaro. It was the same thing with uh, Daniel Bryan at Fastlane. Same thing at the Royal Rumble. It's like, the result's not in doubt. I already know what's going to happen. How yeah, we that, get there will be interesting, but I already know how this ends. That's it. The last time, I, th- in my opinion, it was believable Roman could lose the title was when it was a triple threat match, and he didn't have to technically lose to lose the title and that was exactly why uh, what i brought up was like that's where i think roman should have lost it because roman so to me he's so big now he's not doing anything for the title before roman had to have the title you know raise it up and whatever it's now as far as it can go roman cannot take it any further he has almost become john cena he's eclipsed the title so him with it or without it doesn't change who or where Roman Reigns is on the card. He's Roman Reigns. That's exactly it. And, you know, like, even in that triple threat, it's like, okay, he won. He retained. He also pinned both of the other guys. I call shenanigans still. He put Edge on top of Brian, so therefore I mean, Edge wins. And also Jimmy got in. Yeah. And Uso got involved. And Uso, yes. And Uso got involved. Paul Heyman was there. Yada, yada, yada. Edge had him won. He tapped out at one point. Yeah, I just... I want to care, but so long as Roman Reigns is the almighty, no offense, Lashley, Roman is the almighty here. So long as he's that high, no one's going to beat him. Plus, do you really see Rey Mysterio with the Universal Championship? See, last time I was made to believe, and I could have believed, was when it was Dominic came in. It was Rey and Lesnar a couple years ago, and I was like, I could believe. Like, I could see it. It's so far out, but I could. This one is just, no, Roman wins. There is no conceivable way Mysterio is taking the title. If I would even go to one extent further, and remember the Hell in a Cell match where it was Roman v. Uso, and it was a murder, essentially. It was. He just beat the piss out of Jey Uso for like 20 minutes. And it's like, I'm not stopping. I'm not stopping. I'm not going to beat you until you acknowledge me. Yeah. 
I see yes. this being very similar. This is going to be Rey Mysterio gets the ever-loving shit kicked out of him and, and Dominic, Dominic can't get in to help. Oh, <laughs> that's where we're going with that. Like, this will be the first Hell in a Cell match that, holy shit, no one can get through that door. And yeah, this, this is going to be my problem as well with it is just it's SmackDown as a whole. Like, don't get me wrong. I love SmackDown. I think it's the A show. It is the best show of the week, but it's the Roman Reigns show. Anything that doesn't, it's literally anything that doesn't involve Roman doesn't matter. Where's Roman? I Smack only down, want to see an ooze in every corner. Is it, is it bad that I can see him facing Ray here at Hell in a Cell and at Money in the Bank, it's Roman versus Dominic for more holding pads? Yeah, I could see that I see too. That. I could see that. And this is why I'm confused because I'm just like, what is your plan going forward? Because you've set up a lot with the Usos that. You want to pay off, but you're not paying off. But then I've also heard rumors like a hundred different guys that are going to fight Roman. And it's just like, you've clearly got a whole bunch of options lined up. But at what point does this end? Where's the end game here? The end game? <laughs> I, I, don't even, I wouldn't even say end game. I would say this for WWE specifically from the booking standpoint. What is the exit strategy? Yeah. How do we get... And- this yeah, actually have, gonna go, I was going to say, this is going to go into Money in the Bank. I think both Money in the Banks are going to Raw. Regardless of who wins Raw or SmackDown, both cases will be cashed in on Raw. That's what I think. Okay. So that still brings that, up right? the point of, how do we get the title off Roman? I, I, I'm, I, is anyone going to be angry at me if I say Brock Lesnar? Honestly, I no. Actually, I'm not against it per se, but I do don't need to see Lesnar with the title ever again. Put it that way. I but, think yeah. my opinion on Brock Lesnar is he came back when he did and he had great matches and then he hit that moment again of he's Brock Lesnar, he doesn't care, he's just making money. But It was then- also like a big thing for Brock and I, I don't fault him for this. He's 100% he's in the right for doing it. But the thing for Brock was he struck gold with Suplex City. For two years straight, that's all anyone wants to see. They want to see Brock Lesnar turn up, suplex some guys, F5 and win. So that's what he turned into. That's what people wanted to see. I just, uh, it's not even on the roster, but obviously now that Braun is gone, I could see. I personally only see one person winning it at the moment. That is not someone like a Brock Lesnar or a Rock. Okay, go ahead. Drew McIntyre. Yeah, and that's the I think the only problem is I don't want to. This is me. I kind of don't want to see Drew just basically coming in and not instantly taking the title off of Roman, but like in his first shot taking the title off of of a Roman. I understand the 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 marquee money matches there. They had the match of Survivor Series where Roman won, and I think that there is the WrestleMania match there between Drew and Roman. That is understandable. If Drew comes over to SmackDown, I don't think they'll wait until Mania to pull the trigger on the match. I think they could very easily get away with not pulling the trigger until then because they could just have Drew win the Rumble again. It's like, oh, Drew won the Rumble. He's going to fight Bob Lasher or Brock Lesnar, whoever's the champ. And he turns around and goes, no, I want to fight Roman. Like, why don't you want to be WWE champ? Because Roman is bigger than the world title. And that's going to seem like bearing the world title. But at the end of the day, that's just going to be the fact. Roman's bigger than the world title. It's not about winning the title. It's about beating Roman Reigns. You guys keep talking amongst yourselves. Someone's just rolled up to my door. No. Interesting. Or don't talk. You know what? Fine. I'll cut you all off. And now, going back to past me for a word from our gracious sponsor. And, well, this is all going to get cut out anyway. 
Oh no, I might still put it in. Oh, this is glorious. I, I love this. On to the next match. And fuck your mother as well. That's anyway, a good commercial break. On to the next match. <laughs> Bianca Belair versus Bailey for the SmackDown Women's Championship. No offense to Bailey or Bianca because I like them both, but speaking of commercial breaks. So a lot, here's, here's, here's the thing is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a page out of Laurie's book here. I actually, at this point, from the build to this match, I have zero care for Bianca Belair. I honestly wouldn't say it's Bianca's fault. It's kind of everyone's fault. This yeah. build's done nothing for anyone. Basically, to give the long story short, as long as we've seen backlash, spoiler alert, Bianca Belair retained. She retained because Bailey tried to cheat using Bianca's hair. Bianca rolled it back around on Bailey and pinned her. So Bailey claimed that Bianca cheated. Bianca laughed at her and said, Well, no, screw you. That's not what happened. Bailey got her way with Sonya Deville. She's got a rematch. Cool. Since then, Bailey's just kind of been laughing at Bianca and apparently playing mind games of some kind, I think. I, I don't know what's been happening. I've watched it and I don't know what's happening. Okay, I'm just going to throw this opinion out there. And I don't know if it's a, if it's a good opinion, but I think they've overshot Bailey's character to the point now where I don't like it anymore. I could agree with that. Yeah, I don't. I think it's still. It, but for me, it's still. It's still there. I honestly think she's reaching the. Who's a good comparison here? I wanted to say Jericho, and then I just went, no, that's too far. That's exactly where I was going with that. Because it's like you've got this. Because it's Jericho when he had the highlight reel segment. Mm-hmm. Um. Or. Yeah, Bailey's, um, in segment, Bailey's in this section of she's too good for us not to use. We've invested way too much time, money, and effort to not use Bailey. We need to have her. But what do we do with her? And I I I mean this in the absolute nicest way to Bailey. Aside from Sasha Banks, you are the only believable person on the entire fucking SmackDown women's roster that can beat Bianca Belair. You're not beating Bianca Belair. Correct. Bianca is retained. There's no question about that. Now, this actually goes half into my Money in the Bank thing. I assume Bianca's winning, and she's going to face Carmella at Money in the Bank. Uh-huh. SummerSlam rolls around. I have no idea who she's facing. I have no one. Um, you could probably call up... I don't want to say, but I know a lot of people are asking for Io Shirai. You probably could. Or you've got Liv Morgan. I Am I allowed to... No. No, I was going to say potentially Kaylee Ray. Mm, I don't think a so. Lot of people, a lot of people are saying that they want her to come to the main roster. I mean, we just got it's, not, it's not that I don't want her to come up. I don't see Kaylee Ray on SmackDown. I see her on Raw. Actually, good point. But my issue is... I don't know who Bianca fights. And this is half the problem of them firing Lana and Ruby Wright and the Iconics and all these women throughout this year. It's just, I understand you've got to make room for the roster so you can bring more people in and elevate people and whatever, but you cut them, you brought more people into NXT, but you didn't elevate anyone from NXT onwards for Bianca to fight. That's where the problem is. I won't be surprised if Bianca fights Natalia and Tamina, John Cena DX style of just, it's a two-on-one handicap. Oh, yeah. That's probably what's going to happen. Now, my reasoning I need to bring this up does also, once I said, once again, as I said, goes to Money in the Bank. 
Because I think Sasha Banks is winning money in the bank. Okay. Now, I've had a few people ask about my opinion on that. Specifically, they think Sasha would cash in to have the match at SummerSlam or she'd cash in early, get the title, Sasha Bianca at SummerSlam because they had the great WrestleMania match and all this stuff and yay, thumbs up. No, that's not what's going to happen. What I think is Bianca's going to lose the title and this is my problem. I don't know who to. She hasn't got anyone to lose it to, but Bianca's going to lose the title soon. So Sasha will hold money in the bank and she'll hold it and she'll hold it and she'll hold it and she'll hold it and the Rumble winner will happen and they will pick whoever and then finally she will cash in to announce she wants the other title match at WrestleMania. I... Mm. I see see where you're going with that. The only problem is, and again, there is a draft coming up. Unfortunately, it's not till after SummerSlam, but with the draft coming up, I can see them grabbing... Shayna Baszler, uh, Naomi, to a lesser extent, Eva Marie, just to bring them over to SmackDown for Bianca to either face or lose the title to. Okay. I think for Bianca as well, it would work well if she lost it to, well, quotation marks, lost it to Eva Marie. Eva does take it, but obviously Eva doesn't have a match. If anyone saw what happened on Raw this week. Yeah. Okay. Well, that gives me my answer I'm looking for, so I'll just throw it out there then. Um... <laughs> Eva Marie was meant to face Naomi. So Naomi comes out, all ready for the match, and Eva Marie comes out, and we're going to have the match. And someone comes out with Eva Marie. It's Piper Niven from NXT UK. It's like, oh, that's really weird. Okay. Piper Niven gets in the ring, and Naomi's like, what the fuck's going on? Bell rings. Piper Niven beats the hell out of Naomi. Pins her. Cool. Thumbs up. After the match, they go to announce, hey, here's your winner, Piper Niven. And Eva Marie takes the microphone off the announcer and says, the winner of the match is Eva Marie. So she's making other people have her matches for her, and then she's claiming victory. I see her doing the same thing to Bianca Belair. Wasn't the last angle Eva did before she left or was let go similar in that, oh, she's got a match. Oh, something happened. We're not having that match. Yeah, and that's why I think they're going to pick up basically where they left off with that. It's just she's constantly going to try and get around having a match, and then shenanigans will happen she'll win the title and then she'll be forced to have an actual match possibly with bianca belair after taking the title and then she gets her shit kicked in and bianca takes the title back because the problem for bianca belair is she has no challenges and it's also the same issue on raw like raw is revolving around rhea ripley charlotte and Alec- and oscar alexa bliss and i jackson shana Baszler are doing their own thing over here like the title pitches are centered on two two people basically and that's it i mean that Looking at all the matches on the card, though, that's just clearly the the direction they're going is that their t- all their title matches are basing around the same people. I like, also feel like they're slightly in a holding pattern because I've been hearing rumors, and I will leave them as rumors because until I see it, I don't believe it. But I'm hear hearing rumors of Becky Lynch coming back. So I'm like, if Becky is coming back, cool. She'll pick up right where she left off. But I'm sorry, at the end of the day, best person for her to fight is Charlotte. The only person who could bring her back in. I mean, that also then sets up the fact that, you know, if she's going, you know, if she comes back to go after Charlotte, you get the Raw Women's title on Charlotte. Now Becky's going after the title that she gave up. Yeah. And then you could easily just throw Rhea over to SmackDown, do Rhea and Bianca, you know, the two young stars now fighting for the top fucking whatever. Who cares? This is like, it doesn't seem like they've thought this through because they don't have many challenges. And this all stems back to Bailey's long term title reign 
crossed with Oscar's long-term title reign, where they just neither of them had anyone to fight. That's it. I mean, for a title to change hands, they need to at least make it somewhat believable that it's going to happen. And when there's just no one that it's believable for in that challenger's position, it becomes this thing of, well, if the title does change hands, it's not going to, like, people are going to question how. Exactly. Yeah. So, speaking of which, on all of that, I suppose that should technically bring us into the next match straight away, which, oh my gosh, look at that, it's Charlotte and Rhea Ripley. Would you look at the time? Holy shit, it's almost like we knew this match was coming before the outcome of the last pay-per-view. So, I've already made a lot of complaints, as I just said before, with Bianca. Same thing applies here, except the only thing I'll pay is Charlotte is not quite like Roman Reigns. She's more like Seth Rollins. She's going to beat everybody. There's no question about that. No matter who she fights, she'll beat. But it's always believable that she could lose. That's the difference between Charlotte and Bianca Belair. Bianca's got no reasonable challenges. She's never going to lose. Charlotte doesn't have as many reasonable challenges, but she can make it still seem like she's going to lose. Hell, she lost to Nikki Cross earlier this week. Wasn't that by countout, though? It was her own fault, too, but it's still like the winner is Charlotte's going to win, and she's going to fight Nikki Cross at Money in the Bank. Look at that, you're already set up. Like, Nikki Cross is not going to win that title, but at least she's got someone already. This is a very limp match card. It, it really, really is. is. I, and I think this, this is where the, the, last, the last, like, couple of Hell in a Cell pay-per-views have been like this, when they were obviously back in October. It's been, it's been like this for a while, of where it's just been constant. Hell in a Cell is the holding pattern. Absolutely nothing memorable. I can't say nothing memorable because everything memorable happens in Hell. You can still throw in there. The way to put it is Hell in a Cell is usually a one or two match card and that's it. Nothing else on the entire show matters. Like last year with Bailey and Sasha Banks. Like, yeah, you had Roman and Jay and you had... Randy and Drew. Which, I'm sorry, but Bailey and Sasha was the match everyone paid to see. That was what they wanted to watch. Yeah. The year before that, you had Bray and Seth and Becky and Sasha. Didn't matter what was happening on the other side. That's what people want to see. Those two matches. Yep. The year before that, 2018, it's Roman and Braun, uh, Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman, which Brock Lesnar ruins. But Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman, why would you not want to see that? That's what people are paying to see. Like every single year, Hell in a Cell comes around, regardless where it is in the year. It's a one match card. People want to see one match, and that's it. Once again, though, this is this is a pay per view based off of a stipulation match. And I have a very strong dislike for when stipulation matches become headliners of an entire show. See, I have no problem with it to a point. So shows like TLC, shows like, I can't really count Night of Champions, uh, trying to think, Extreme Rules. I don't care. Like, there's a variety of stipulations. You've got your ladders, your tables, Extreme Rules, Falls Count Anywhere, TLC. Like, you've got a bunch of things it could be. Hell in a Cell, it has to be a Hell in a Cell. That's the problem with it. It has to be a Hell in a Cell. And that's and to me, the Hell in a Cell match, it should be reserved for, like, these two people want to kill each other, and they will do whatever it takes. To, it's like these wet fucking paper towel of feuds that we have of, I just want the title, and I don't like you very much. You don't want to take that person only, to hell. The only one I'm willing to pay this year is, ironically, the main event, because, while well, it's technically the fourth or fifth match in their rivalry. They've had a bunch of things happen in between where it's reached the point of, this is the feud ender. I still wouldn't put it inside Hell in a Cell, but this is the only one of this, all of this card that was like, okay, you could probably put that in the cell. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't I'll know. Just, 
I was just going to say, I'll just go through though. I'd assume at this point we're mostly all in agreement. Uh, Roman retains, Alexa wins, Bianca retains, and Charlotte or Rhea wins. I don't know what we stood on that one. I'm saying Charlotte. That one, I see it going either which way, depending on the direction. Um, More so, I think that they want to take Charlotte now in. I feel like when where this title's concerned, Rhea is like an accessory to this title. Yeah, this is my issue when Rhea challenged for it. And it wasn't her fault because it was meant to be Charlotte and unfortunately she got COVID. Like, things happen. That sucks. But this is what my issue was back at Mania was Rhea's going to start at the top. Straight away, she's going to beat Oscar. She's going to take the title. She has to. The only way for Rhea to go is down. The sooner you get the title off Rhea, the sooner she can build up and be in the level she should be. Because right now it feels like she's reaching for the stars and she, she's way out of her league right now. So Charlotte should take the title to allow Rhea to build herself up. As someone's, as someone on the internet who I vehemently normally disagree with, I had, they, they turned around and said, we understand that Rhea Ripley is a nightmare. She's supposed to be brutal. She's supposed to be hard-hitting, Aussie, fucking Ocker, whatever, all, the, all, all, all that shit. Can anyone tell me what Rhea Ripley has done to make herself memorable since WrestleMania. She has existed. She sat near commentary and laughed at Charlotte once. Yeah, <laughs> once. But yeah, that's, I'm... yeah, it's, that's what their basic, that's what they were throwing out there is Rhea Ripley is incredibly talented. She is in the position that Oscar was in last year. The only difference I will pay Oscar is she already at that time was a fully fleshed out character. Her problem was she had no challenges. Yes. Rhea's the other side. She does have a couple of challenges. You got Oscar, you got Charlotte, you got Nikki Cross. To a lesser extent, uh, lesser extent you've technically got Natalia and Tamina. You got Eva Marie and Naomi in the back. You still got Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. Like she's got a list of opponents, but everyone else is more interesting than her because they have established characters. You would only know who Rhea Ripley is if you watched NXT. And then you'd wonder why, if you have been watching NXT when she was in it, you'd be wondering, what happened to the person that competed in war games? Exactly. Where's that uh, intensity? Oh, okay, sorry, you, you just said that, and I, and, I, and I just went, yeah, Raquel Gonzalez is the champion right now. <laughs> it was another issue of Rhea Ripley as well, and it, again, wasn't her fault. But a big reason that Rhea Ripley got so over in NXT that a lot of people will not admit was because she beat Shayna Baszler. Yes. It did not matter who it was. The fact someone was going to beat Shayna, they were over because we wanted to see Shayna lose. And that really didn't help Rhea at all. Because after she lost the title to Charlotte last year, ironically... She built her character up. She became Rhea Ripley. She became the face of the women's division. That's the person who should have been transplanted over. Problem is, she's back in the same spot. Instead of Shayna, she beat Oscar. Now she's in the same spot. So Charlotte needs to beat Oscar. Oh, sorry. Charlotte needs to beat Rhea to take the title off it to allow Rhea to build herself up first. But Makana will get buried. Oh, well, fucking sucks to be Oscar. I fucking agree, though. It's like, it's... I, I think it's, I personally, I obviously, uh, Australian and whatever else, I don't want Charlotte to win. 
but there is almost no other choice in the matter. Charlotte almost has to win. Yeah, well, I, I'm 100% with you there. Would I be happy if Rhea Ripley won? As an Australian, I certainly would be happy. 100%. I would be 100% happy if Rhea won. But, but and there's no direction. Yeah, it's exactly it. It's something I brought up at WrestleMania when I was talking with another friend, where it was, okay, well, why should I care? Look at it this way. We care for Rhea Ripley because we are Australian. Yeah, Australian pride, whatever. Rhea Ripley, if she was Canadian, American, English, it wouldn't matter. If she wasn't Australian, yeah, why would we care? It is because she's Australian is why we cared for her match against Oscar. Well, that's exactly it. I mean, look at it, the character that she was, and then in the lead-up to the Oscar match, she was transformed from a nightmare to the typical underdog... You know, like, <laughs> she doesn't deserve to be here, but she's here and she's going to do her best. And the big issue with it as well was just they only had, like, two or three weeks to build to that match. And I agreed with a lot of people. I was someone who was very much in that camp of, no offense to Rhea, why are we doing this? Why aren't you just throwing Shane or Nia under the bus? Let Oscar beat him. Who cares? It's Let better Oscar for win Nia and Shane. I mean, accurate. But it was like, it was better for Nair and Shayna with their established characters for Oscar to beat. So then Oscar could still face Charlotte at Backlash, lose the title. Rhea can still get caught up and build herself up to face Charlotte at a later date. Like, you went way too much, way too soon for Rhea Ripley. Yeah. Can't disagree with that. And that's why the only direction I see going forward that just doesn't, you know, make the entire title picture grind to a halt is Charlotte winning. It's also this Nikki Cross mini feud has been built off the fact that Charlotte does not respect Nikki. She thinks Nikki's way out of, like, Charlotte's way out of Nikki's league. Blah, blah, Charlotte blah. doesn't respect anyone. That's I mean, that's character. true, but, like, that's the point is, like, she beat Rhea in two minutes because of Charlotte's ego. She beat Charlotte in a minute because of Charlotte's ego. She beat Charlotte again in the countout match, up uh, by countout, because of Charlotte's ego. Like, it's the whole point of Charlotte's ego is costing her the match. This is built to Nikki and Charlotte. So just do that match. It's a throwaway match at Money in the Bank, and then you can do something big at SummerSlam. Just do that. Charlotte needs to win. I almost have the thing of where it's, if that match happens, I'm almost certain Nikki Cross will take the title. That's what, because that, because that's what the story will build to. I wouldn't hold my breath on that. I would still think that Charlotte destroys her, retains, oh my God, Nikki Cross buried, upset, and then Charlotte either faces a returning Becky Lynch or a newfound Rhea Ripley. Or even just Oscar. Like, Charlotte can fight anyone and it will be a big match because it's Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So the last match that's officially on the on the card, the WWE Championship match, Bobby Lashley. Technically deserves to be in Hell on a Cell. Yeah. Yeah. Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre, with the stipulation that if Drew is, loses, he doesn't get to challenge Bobby again. Yeah. That, that's it. If he loses while Lashley's champ, Drew gets no more title matches. Which... Oh, it's so hard, actually. I'm not going to lie. This one's really hard because I can see it going either way. But at the same time, if Drew loses, I do see him jumping ship. Exactly. That's what my, my thing is, is I'm like, because if Drew loses, he gets no more chances. I get the feeling Drew's going to win because that's just how it works, especially with big baby face uh, like babyface run companies where it's like they're the main event like it's john cena's last chance john cena wins it's batista's last chance batista wins like i get that feeling with mcintyre but at the same time if drew loses he goes to smackdown he can fight roman 
And Lashley already has a feud in the back pocket with Kofi Kingston set up. I personally think Bobby Lashley is going to win, but I can see it going either way. And it's by the slimmest of margins I'm pushing to Lashley. And almost all of it is because of Kofi Kingston. I think regardless of the outcome, it's going to be Bobby Lashley versus Kofi Kingston. Yes. Yeah, I think so. So I'll, I guess I'll throw it out there so people can also get a bit more of the grasp of an idea. So we went to Mania, Lashley won. We went to Backlash, Braun Strowman got involved, Lashley won. So we were heading to uh, Hell in a Cell. And Lashley was like, I'm feeling so great, I'm going to do an open challenge. Anyone but Drew McIntyre and Braun Strowman. Kofi Kingston entered it for some reason. So Lashley laughs and he's beating up Kofi. He's beating him down, beating him down. And he's going to go try and cheat with MVP. And during the rest distraction, McIntyre comes out of nowhere. He decks Lashley. Kofi rolls him up. Kofi wins. So Drew and Lashley are at each other's throats like, oh, you know, going to fight, going to fight. Kofi Kingston came out and Kofi's like, hey, uh, I beat Bobby Lashley. I should get a title shot. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And Lashley kind of threw Drew under the bus and went, yeah, that's a good point. Drew can't beat me. I should be fighting Kofi Kingston. So Drew turned around and in typical McIntyre fashion, all right, I'll fight Kofi. And if I win, I get to fight Lashley. If Kofi wins, he can have the match. They have their match. Lashley got involved, double DQ. Lashley gets thrown out of the building. They have a rematch. McIntyre wins. So now it's McIntyre and Lashley. Uh... McIntyre turns around the contract signing and says that he wants it to be no DQ, no count out. Lashley turns around and says, if I do that, I want to make sure it's your last chance because I don't want to fight you anymore. Drew then turns back and says, all right, well, if we do that, how about we up it to Hell in a Cell? Lashley and Drew both agree. And then they've been at each other's throats. In the background on like backstage interviews, every time New Day or Kofi Kingston's getting interviewed, MVP's coming up. It's like, Man, remember Kofi Mania? Remember when you were the champ? You know, all this stuff and blah, blah, blah. And MVP's like kind of trying to get Kofi Kingston to go for the title and go for a solo run. And Kofi's telling him basically to piss off because fuck you. I've got my friends. I've got this and that. Yeah, I want to be champ, but I only got there because of my friends. I don't need to sell out to you and whatever. So you very clearly got two different feuds running here at the same time. That's why I think Lashley's going to win. Because we already have Kofi set up thanks to MVP. I could see that. I can definitely see that. Plus, first match back with crowds, Kofi Kingston, world title match. People go crazy for that. that yeah. <laughs> That's the truth. I have also seen a rumor. Apparently, they're pushing hard to get Brock Lesnar for SummerSlam. Don't know if that's for Roman or Lashley, but I would say if I was in power, I would just get the Lashley match out, and out of the way now. Let's do it this year's SummerSlam. As for Drew, you kind of got a few things you can throw around there because like, hey, Drew can go money in the bank because if he has the briefcase, he can get a free match with Lashley. So he can yeah, do if that. He wins, if he wins money in the bank, uh, does that stipulation of you don't get to challenge Bobby Lashley still stick? Exactly. Considering that, that the money in the bank is for a title oh, opportunity. Exactly. So it's like, oh, you know, he's going to go for that. You cause intrigue with that. He loses it. Doesn't matter who it's who wins it, but he loses it. Person who costs him, cool. There's a match at SummerSlam for Drew. We're at the draft. Drew goes to SmackDown. Oh, it's almost like we can book a wrestling company or something. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Have, we have, none of us have any experience. None whatsoever. Zero percent. <laughs> Literally zero percent. So at that uh, point, I, I guess the consensus is... All champions retain except Charlotte wins and then Alexa Bliss wins her match. I guess that's what we're kind of getting at here. I'm leaning towards that. 
I'm tr still trying to make my mind up of what happens in the main Lasher and Drew. I'm honestly still trying to make my mind up over it. It's probably one of the hardest ones I've probably had to call this year. I'm leaning towards. I'm leaning towards Drew. I will definitely say as well, though, this is one of those matches that, although it's definitely one of the ones where it's like it could go either way, I wouldn't be upset either way. I agree with that, and I was the same at WrestleMania. I was not upset that Lashley won. I wanted McIntyre win. Whoever won, I was going to be happy regardless. It's yeah. It's if. If MVP gets involved, um, yeah, if MVP gets involved at all in any way, Lashley's winning. If MVP does not get involved, McIntyre's winning. It's an intriguing prospect. It is either a... <laughs> It's either that or, uh, or there is one person I think that can cost McIntyre the match. It's only one, and it's Xavier Woods. Oh, that's not where I was going with that. <laughs> I was saying Jinder Mahal. <laughs> oh, even better. Yes, that would be much better. I think it might be that... I agree that I think Xavier Woods might accidentally cost Drew, or even Kofi may accidentally cost Drew, and instead of going for New Day and being like, oh, you guys cost me, just fuck it. I'll go for money in the bank then. You can have Lashley... I'll win the briefcase, and then after you beat Lashley or lose, I'll cash in, I'll get my title match. Yeah. And Drew loses anyway, because he doesn't need the briefcase. Yeah, he doesn't need the briefcase to get over. Oh, God. So, <sighs> yeah, it's, it's you, hard uh, to call. No, I was going to say, I'm, I'm at a fair 52 to 48 going Lashley, but I, as I said, I can see it going either way. But did you want to go through any hypothetical matches that could potentially be happening on our five match show? Yeah, I think we should. Uh, I think we should at least go through some of the hypothetical matches that we assume are going to get added later. Um, well, I mean, I've listed down how much here: one, two, three, four, eight matches here. Do you want me just to flick through them and be like yes or no that you yeah, think just, it'll happen, or just go through the ones you've got and we'll uh, see if we're in agreement they might happen or not. Uh, I'll just put them down in the order I've got them here. So uh, first one's Sheamus, Ricochet, and Humberto Carrillo for the US title. Apparently they've been having a thing going on for a while, but Sheamus hasn't defended the title against either of them yet. Well, isn't that because, like, wasn't Sheamus out for a broken nose at one point? I mean, out for not Ooh. very long, but... I mean, he's technically still out. He got his nose broken by Carrillo because they had incidental contact, and then the next week he was out here anyway when Carrillo and Ricochet had a number one contenders match and he got involved. So it's like... You could see them doing a triple threat and then Ricochet and Carrillo just kind of have a one-on-one -on -one match and Sheamus comes in at the end. I mean, I would even go one step further and say it's depending on the break Sheamus has had on his nose and whether they want to run the risk of him actually having a match, yeah. they actually might just do Ricochet and Carrillo for the number one contendership. And I could see that just being thrown on the pre-show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, second match I got here is Apollo Crews, Kevin Owens, or Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn again. Now, the reason I don't think it would be KO and Zayn is they would have announced it by now. Yeah, that, that would have been a draw for people. If they wanted pay-per-view buys, they'd just throw those two names together again. Because like, a couple of weeks ago, KO faced Cruz for the title, and his buddy got involved. And then after that all happened, Sami Zayn came out and hit the Huluva kick on Kevin Owens. So I was like, okay, well, that's, that's still there. Cool, whatever. Uh, but Kevin Owens has been going more and more for Apollo Crews. So I was like, I could see them doing Cruz and KO for the IC title. Mm. I assume oh. they would put Cruz on the card somewhere. 
I mean, regardless of how if it happens or not, I would assume Apollo Cruz is retaining. They've got a tag match on SmackDown in two days. Cruz and his dude versus Kevin Owens and Big E. So I'd say if Kevin Owens wins, then they'll probably do the match. If he doesn't win or shenanigans or whatever, just throw it away. They'll do it at a later date. Uh, then we got AJ Styles and Omos versus the Viking Raiders. And I did mention I would have assumed this would be announced by now. Viking Raiders won the number one contendership for the tag titles like two weeks ago. And then they've kind of been going at each other, AJ, Omos, and the Raiders. Yeah, you'd think they would have announced that by now when we're so close. Because when they didn't announce it, I was like, okay, well, Viking Raiders are kind of popular. It's AJ Styles. And then, well, Omos is huge. I could see them saving that for a crowd. Uh, next match after that, I've got Natalia and Tamina versus Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke. <laughs> I did write, I'm scraping the bottom of the barrel at this point when I wrote this one, but it's also like, they're kind of the only teams left. They kind of are feuding, but who, no offense, really cares. Hey. I, oh, I actually just thought if there's nothing with Natalia and Tamina, I'm almost tempted to say that... Natalia and Tamina will defend the titles at SummerSlam against Eva Marie and Piper Niven. I could see that. And yeah, Piper will run roughshod over both of them and win. Eva will have to get in the match. Like, yeah, if they really want to stick to this whole Eva doesn't lift a finger and Eva still gets to win, then I think that they'd have to go down that path of this, the tag team championship route. I, I think that would work really well for them as well. So... Well, we'll see. That could maybe happen. Actually, that'll bring me to the next one. Uh, Eva Marie, or more so Piper Niven, versus someone. Doesn't really matter. It's just like, hey, look, Eva Marie's here. Hey, look, this is what her character is now. Mm. Again, I can see that like a cooldown. Like maybe we open with Roman and Mysterio, big cell match, and then on the cooldown we go, hey, here's Eva Marie. And then after Eva and Piper Niven do their thing, hey, let's go to Charlotte and Oscar, uh, Charlotte and Rhea Ripley. Let's go. Yeah, I see that. Uh, we got this one I just threw out there. I don't think this will happen at all, but it is a feud currently happening. Uh, it's Elias and Jackson Riker. Yeah, I don't see that one going on. They've had two matches on Raw. Jackson Riker's won them both by count out because Elias keeps running away. I could see them doing something on Raw, but I don't think this will reach pay-per-view. No. Uh, I see it on the pre-show. but that's... I guess I could see it on the pre-show. I see it on Dark. <laughs> so the pre-show. Uh, then we got... Now, this one... Did happen on Raw this week, but they are known for their rematches. They're more than happy to throw it back out there. It's really popular. Everyone loved it on Raw, so why not? Uh, Randy Orton and Matt Riddle against The New Day. Yeah, I can see that happening. Yeah. Uh, on Raw this week, New Day were on a roll, and Riddle got a blind tag onto Randy, and then Randy hit the RKO out of nowhere like he does. So I can see them just running that again. I think so. Keep keep them doing something. Keep that you know. Keep their team in the spotlight because you know it's going to blow up eventually. But we want to keep eyes on it. And you could also still have that running with the Lashley McIntyre thing. Like they face Randy and Riddle. Randy wins, like he does, and MVP shit talks New Day again, and then they get involved in the main event. Oh shit, talking MVP. Uh, then we've got Street Profits versus Chad Gable and Otis. That is a thing that's been happening on SmackDown. There were. Uh, Chad Gable's claiming that Street Profits have lost a step since losing the tag titles. They're not who they used to be, blah, blah, blah. Profits basically said that Todd would get fucked. Otis said that they needed to apologize. They said no. Otis attacked them. They were meant to have a tag match last week, but Chad Gable called it off saying, 
tempers are flaring. Look, it's good sportsmanship. I'm trying to be a nice dude. I'm just trying to help you. Uh, he said something, which I can't remember, which triggered Montez Ford and he challenged him to a one-on-one match. And then Otis came in and wrecked house again. So I was like, they haven't really had a proper match yet. So maybe? Mm. And the only match on here, which I'm almost certain will be on there and will be added on this week's SmackDown, is Seth Rollins and Cesaro. Yep, I see that one happening. Hell, I even see them adding some form of stipulation to the match. Obviously not Hell in a Cell, but... Yeah, that's what my, what my thing was with Owens and Sammy and Seth and Cesaro. I was like, if they were going to be in the cell, they would have announced it by now. They like to announce this, like the gimmick matches early because that's what's going to sell. I could see them being like, this will be like a fucking, I don't know, no holds barred. Spin or just, Seth Rollins match. Just no DQ, whatever. No, I, I think it might be that Seth will pull the strings and it's like a, um, that um, uh, it'll be a... Cesaro swing is banned match. If Cesaro does the swing, then he gets disqualified, but Seth wins. I yeah. can see this technically being a false count anyway match because I'll, I'll quickly run through this. So we had the match at Mania. Cesaro won. Seth fucked off. Then Roman beat him at Backlash. Seth came back. He tried to break Cesaro's arm. So Seth came out. He tried to gloat about it. Cesaro told him to fuck off. Roman came out. Cesaro challenged him to a fight. They got into an argument. Seth took exception. He was being excluded. Attacked Cesaro and gave him the curb stump on the ramp because he's a dick. Seth then gloated another two weeks after that. And then, as I mentioned at the start of the podcast, Cesaro came back and they brawled all the way up the ramp to the back. So, like, they've been having a lot of fights outside of the ring. So I could see it being no DQ or false count anywhere or something like that. Yeah, I, I can see that. Like, I just don't see, like, I see the match being added to the card, but I don't see it being a regular singles match. They've done that. Because it was, uh, what was brought up earlier, talking about Money in the Bank, I think it was in this chat, but I brought up about them and someone brought up, I think my even Chrissy said that they'll probably be Money in the Bank together, which is like, well, I could see that. Like, they kind of have a match here and fuckery or whatever. And then they go to Money in the Bank as a way to extend the feud. They can fight, but they don't have an actual match. So we can get to SummerSlam, and that's where we can end the feud. Cesaro versus Seth Rollins, best of seven series. That's what we're going for. And then they're going to team up. And it can't be the bar, because we already did that. So it's going to be the cable. No, it's going to be the bar, but you have to do the Seth Rollins laugh at the end. (laughs) The bar. The bar. So yeah, that's all our potential matches and feuds that are currently happening that could maybe get put on the show. I mean, I also put in there, and I mean, we we just got a you know a match with a stipulation the weekly show, but Jeff and Cedric. Oh yes, yes, that one too. Like, if I lose, I will quit. I will leave. I will be done. Seems like a strong stipulation for just a weekly oh. show match. Yeah, apologies. Sorry, I just had to let my parents dog outside. Um, yes, no, I can actually agree. So. Cedric and Shelton Benjamin got kicked out of her business in March region. Uh, Cedric and Shelton blamed each other. Cedric's being a dickhole. Shelton's trying to be respectful, kind of, about it. So they had a match, and Cedric won. Second match, Shelton won. Third match, Cedric won by cheating. And then he said that Shelton Benjamin's, you know, relic of the past. He's an old dude. He should basically screw up. Like Randy Orton's original gimmick. Legend Uh, killer, Cedric Alexander. Basically, yeah. So then Jeff Hardy was up next, and he fought Jeff, and he was, like, being a dick and everything, and he got overconfident, and Jeff beat him. So then this week, Jeff fought Morrison, just regular match. Jeremo won. Cool. 
And then Cedric came out and said Jeff was disrespectful to him and blah, blah, blah. And he wants to retire Jeff. So Jeff was like, all right, if you can beat me, retire me. Don't care. And then Jeff beat him again. So they could do something at Hell in a Cell. I really don't know what, what they would do, but I think they could keep it going. I could see them just doing a regular match and Cedric winning and then being like, oh, you know, you may win on Raw, but I won on pay-per-view. And that's when it matters. And just normal Cedric Alexander shit talk. Shit baggery. Yeah. Like, there's a bunch of matches that could be added, but the only one I genuinely see would be Seth and Cesaro, and then maybe the Eva Marie thing. Just be like, hey, look, this is her gimmick. Yeah, that's it. Off topic, I'm like, hmm, them not announcing any uh, male tag team matches is weird. Like, men's tag championship matches is on, and then I'm like, oh, that's right, I forgot the Mysterios... The yeah, SmackDown tag team raised champion. in the cells that rules out SmackDown tag, and then we got AJ and Omos against Viking Raiders. Which I mean, they were in the main event of Raw this week with Drew and uh, Lashley, so it might get added, but I don't know. Maybe. As I said, I would have expected it to be announced by now if they were going to do that, since Viking Raiders are already the number one contenders. No, I can't that, see them doing it, but I, but it's yeah, I can see them doing it like really early, but I doubt it. Yeah, and that's, that's going to be our show, because then after this is, well, I guess the first show back with fans proper that's not WrestleMania, which will be Money in the Bank. That's exactly it. Also, yeah. guys, we're forgetting to we're forgetting uh, one very important uh, statistic. I think we are. Did you know the 24-7 championship hasn't changed hands in 30 days? I, I saw this the other week. It was like I'm, 20 days or something, and I was like, Akira Tozawa is now like the third longest reigning champion. I was like, it's been three weeks. That's sad. I think now by law that means he owns that title. No, I think that is actually true. Well, no, it's the it's a thirty day rule. He has defended it in thirty days. Should be stripped of the title. I mean, just give it back to our truth. Oh, he's already at like bloody seventy odd reigns. He doesn't need it anymore. (laughs) Well, apparently one of Tozawa's reigns isn't counted in WWE's official title history. Oh no! Apparently they. According to what I'm reading here, the official title history does not reflect the previous three title changes. Why? Because okay. it changed hands so many fucking times. I think someone just forgot to count. Probably. It's like, oh shit, a ninja won it at one point. Uh. It's like, what was it? It was, uh, oh no, I think it was because the, um, it was, wasn't it the Old Spice commercial? Yep. Okay, it was because it was filmed and they don't know when that they were filmed. It could have been done months or however long ago. So I think that they had to, like, well, this was the air date, but we don't know when the championship was, so it's just going to be cancelled from the record books for some reason. So since Money in the Bank 2019, which is when the title basically came to exist, it is really wow. It right, has then. changed hands a total of 142 times. Our truth has the most reigns at 52. Wow, imagine my shock. With a with a total oh, reign of 425 days. God. Fucking yeah. Well, I don't think there's anything I need left from that. I mean, you can do my early money in the bank predictions if you want. I already made mention my women's pick <laughs> is Sasha Banks right now. I'm going to uh, hold off until this show ends to make any, like, calls. Yeah, I mean, that, that's fair. I just, I don't know if they're going to do qualifying matches. I'll just be like, hey, you're in Money in the Bank. You're a former world champion. 
Braun's gonna try and enter, and it's like, no, you're a universal champion. Shane's gonna come out and call him stupid. You're not even employed anymore. <laughs> you have to be a former WWE superstar. Braun will finally get in. Oh. Um, although I will say, I've been calling for a while now, but after what happened most co- uh, recent weeks, I've been saying Sami Zayn was gonna win the men's money in the bank since about November. But since everything happened with Alistair Black and now uh, Drew is kind of moving on and there's stuff with Kofi Kingston, I'm kind of like not feeling strong on Sami Zayn anymore. But at the moment, he's still my pick. I'm still going with Sami Zayn, but that can easily change over the next few days, depending how these shows turn out. Yeah, that's it. Sami Zayn is just one of those guys that's kind of always there. And sometimes you forget he's there. Because like my thing was was he has the whole conspiracy theory gimmick and oh. It's a conspiracy against me, blah, blah, blah. And like, if he had money in the bank, well, there's a conspiracy against me, but I have the guaranteed ticket to get out of the conspiracy and I'm going to get it wrong. And he could even cash in and lose and be like, oh, it's a conspiracy against me. What the hell? But it would work for him. Oh, it's Sami Zayn, friends with Logan Paul. Oh, God. What a mess. <laughs> so, uh, I guess that's yeah. how to sell. It is our show, all right. That is heck in a sec. Rage in a cage. Ever I've seen it. Um, yeah, there's not too much to talk about. The match poster is just big old Bobby Lashley. Big old Bob Lasher. Look at him there with his hands that look way bigger than I think they actually are. With his are. sunglasses that have Hell in a Cell written across them and feel very uh, uh, no, it inadequate just says Hell to protect No, it does say Hell in a Cell. They're just in an A, a very small. I thought it just said Hell Cell. Hell cell. <laughs> He's like, that. that's what the cell's called when I'm in it. The hell cell. Too many words. It's just hell cell. The, the hell cell. That's when they have an inferno match inside of a hell in a cell. Oh, so we're just going to bring Kane back then. Oh, no. He's a bit busy. Oh, well, that's unfortunate. Oh, no. Wait. Randy Orton likes fire. We'll just put Randy in there. No, but you got to put the fiend, the fiend back in there because apparently the fiend is uh, flammable. Oh, poor Bray Wyatt. He got set on fire, then his soul got eaten. I mean, he did snap a lot of people's necks. To be fair, some of them deserved it. He snapped Finn's neck so hard he ended up back in NXT. I'm still actually upset that that didn't end up being his finisher. I was like, come on, man. Like, the Mandible Claw and Sister Abigail is great, but, like, you just broke his neck. Just pin him. You won. Yeah, that that's the end of the match. Like, you could have protected that and been like, that's a special finish. Just like... If the feud demands it, he can just break your neck. I mean, it's the Fiend. He would, that, would be, that would be his go-to move. He wouldn't even try hitting anything else. It's like the match starts, he kneecaps them and breaks their neck at the end. He was going to get crouched chanting, break his neck. Instead of get the tables, it's just break his neck. <laughs> uh, so that was Hell in a Cell. Oh, um, boy. That's in a couple days. Yep, that'll that'll be a show. And uh, you look, if... If the show ends and I am surprised by anything that happens, I, will, I will take my hat off. The only thing, the only thing that could surprise me at all on this show is Rey Mysterio beating Roman Reigns. Even if Shayna beat Alexa, oh well, I, I guess it makes sense it's Shayna Baszler. But if Rey beats Roman, I will admit I am wrong. And I am never wrong. Don't check out. Don't check out history of other podcasts. I've been right every time. Yeah. Just don't that. watch any past episodes where I think we got fucking every match wrong. <laughs> I mean, I, I called Edge winning the title. He totally won. Did you not see he was put on? He Daniel pinned Bryan Daniel first. Bryan. Ed, Edge is the champion, so I am right. No, that, 
you know what? He he made Roman Reigns tap and pinned Daniel Bryan in one night. Exactly. So I'm I'm still right. And then he disappeared. Just just to prove the point, I'm gonna change my pick to Rey Mysterio. There you go. He's gonna lose. Now he's gonna. <laughs> no, but if he wins, then they can have a Dominic on the pole match. Roman Reigns is the real father. Us. Us on a pole, but one of them is just Us on a forklift. One of them's just Dominic. <laughs> I'm going to adopt your family and make them part of my family and then they'll have to recognize me. I mean, I Roman Reigns is just a weeb and he just wants all of his senpai <laughs> to notice him. Senpai. <laughs> Fucking hell. Anyway, I think that's a good place to stop talking. We've spoken <laughs> enough shit and I'm sure some of it isn't good. I was going to say, they was definitely talk that shit. <laughs> yeah, but you're going to have to p- replace the name and just call it We Talk A Lot Of Shit. <laughs> anyway, thanks everyone for tuning in again. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, I, I remain indecisive of if I'm apologetic or not. We know Chris is not apologetic, and D-Dog I'm is. Sure, I'm I pretty sure I'm the one that said I was unapologetic. No, well, either way, who cares? Anyway. Subscribe to us on your favorite podcast casting platform, if I could speak. Um, rate us five stars out of ten, because we're mediocre at best. Follow us sorry, at, but... at Twitter, and that is at TTGSPod. And as I say every time an episode goes up, tell us how much of a shit we are. I, I, want, shit. I want your hate. I relish in it. Anyway, thanks for listening, guys. See ya. Listen to all this dead air that's just going to get cut out. Fuck off, Craig. Okay, now it's staying. (laughs) 